Something New, a bi-weekly musical theater podcast where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented friend over to my apartment, we chat a bit, and then we learn and record a brand new song, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist is a professional actress residing in New York City. She has performed all around the globe. In addition to holding a Bachelor of Music in both vocal and French horn performance, she is also a graduate of the Swedish Institute College of Health Science. She specializes in massage therapy for vocal health and TMJ therapy. She's part of a network of speech pathologists, otolaryngologists, and psychotherapists that provide care for people with vocal trauma. Her technique is a mixture of myofascial release, trigger point therapy, and deep tissue massage. Naturally, I'm talking about Christine Patterson. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, did I get all those fancy words right? Yes. Or even remotely. It was perfect. Myofascial. Myofascial. <laughs> yes. You can tell I practice this all day long before you come over. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We've known each other since my freshman year in college, you know, which was a while ago. And, um, yeah, we've just been inseparable ever since. I've just been a big fan of hers as, as a performer and as a person, and I mean, also as a massage therapist. And, um, yeah, the, the list of things that, that impress me about you just doesn't seem to get shorter <laughs> any dang soon. <laughs> well, that is the same for me of you, so. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I wanted to just dig right in with... Um, the, so. Do you know exactly when you discovered that vocal massage was something that you wanted to pursue as a parallel career? Yes. Um, I remember being in a massage therapy. I, I had just finished having a massage session, and this massage therapist is fantastic and was um, recommended to me from my voice teacher, and then she moved away. She went to... Los Angeles and when she moved away I was really bummed because it took me forever to find her <laughs> and then suddenly she was leaving so I I felt that for what I needed the care that I needed as a singer wasn't easy to find in New York City which was shocking to me because this is the city of all of the singers <laughs> it's Broadway <laughs> So how could they not have, how could someone not be focusing on singers and the instrument and, you know, singer, singing is, I say to singers all the time, you are a professional athlete. You're using muscles that are much smaller than a football player or a basketball player or what have you, but uh, you are still using your muscles a lot and the musculature gets involved and it, you know, if it's you know, getting involved too much, it can create a problem and then you can go into some kind of trauma. So, um, but I, I remember being, you know, hearing that she was moving away and thinking, okay, I, something needs to be done about this. And then I got back from Sound of Music tour from being in Asia and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I actually got certified in nutrition which I don't practice, and I could definitely give names of people who do, who are amazing, but, um, but I was 
you know, thrilled to at least take a course in it, which sort of launched me into wanting to do massage therapy. I finally said, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop looking for this in other people and I'm going to start looking for it in myself. And I went to school and I loved it. I just loved massage therapy. And I knew the whole time that I wanted to get an additional certification in TMJ therapy and that I wanted to focus on the voice and on singers. So once I had graduated, I went into, I mean, I, I just started studying who can I learn from, who can I learn from to enhance my practice to work with this demographic. And that's the rest is they how say. it came to be. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so do you recommend, because you do full body massage, but you also specialize in vocal massage, do you, is vocal massage for all singers or... Um, it when should they come to you? Depends. I mean, yes. If you if you are working, first of all, if you're working in a show eight shows a week, then I believe that you should be getting care because the demands that are placed on you, not just physically but emotionally, uh, the amount of stress that it takes to do eight shows a week, it's intense. It's a very intense job. And so definitely if someone is performing eight shows a week, I think that they should get it. I mean, whether they're coming to me or whether they're getting acupuncture or doing Alexander or Feldenkrais or you should be doing some kind of body work to help you maintain your instrument for those, you know, for your performance. Um, that, that being said, I, I see many different kind of issues or muscular problems and, and each person is an individual you know every body is a different body <laughs> so um, yeah so it kind of depends on you know when someone comes to me what's happening for that individual and then I have to base you know the treatment on you know what's happening for them so it's it's not the same treatment for everyone, um, but it is very beneficial for anyone who's singing. How does your knowledge as a massage therapist inform your uh, performing on stage oh, and vice wow. versa? This is, well, yeah, they really influence each other. Um, oh. First, I have to say posture. Uh, my she, is, she is she is sitting beautifully <laughs> right now. Just have to say, um, my voice teacher has said in almost every lesson uh, something about my posture, and because of different events that happened in my life, it's very easy for me to not be connected to my body, and I did not understand the importance of of, of having good posture and how it can affect the voice when it's not good. So that's a huge thing. And actually, when a client comes to me, this might freak you out. (laughs) Um, I will try to find pictures on the Internet. Not, Not videos, but pictures, because I'm not actually seeing you perform. I mean, after a while, I will go and see my clients in shows, but I... I probably haven't seen you in a show, so I don't know what you're doing. Um, Like a voice teacher would. You're doing it right in front of them. I don't know that because you're not singing for me. So I look up pictures and see what's happening. Um, 
what's creating, you know, whatever issue it is that you're having or the stress or how tired you are or I've probably gotten way off topic, but no, no, but I mean, (laughs) but for yourself, I assume it makes you just uber aware of where your body is when you're on a stage. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm still working on the mental aspect of, uh, anxiety. Definitely. Um, and, and I think that it's, it's one of those things of practicing how you want to, how you want your performance to go. I think so much of my life it was like, okay, I know this is going to tense up and I know this is going to constrict and this and that. So I'm going to practice that way so that I'm ready for it in the show. That's not the way to go. You <laughs> you want to, okay, I'm going to breathe calm. I'm going to um, expand and anchor and <laughs> support and... Um, and then mentally prepare as well of, of doing a wonderful job. We hear that all the time. And, um, and I think for anxiety purposes, that's so incredibly important because we're constantly telling ourselves that we're going to freak out as someone who uh, does suffer from anxiety. So um, you kind of have to go a different, <laughs> a different way with that, a more positive direction. Um, and on the flip side of that... Uh, do you find that your your clients trust you more knowing that you also perform or does that even come into the conversation? It comes in the, into the conversation a lot. I think they do trust me more because I know the instrument. I know what it's like to perform eight shows a week um, and, and how intense it is and how stressful it is and how it's, I get it. I totally get it. And, and I think that's really important. What is the, one of the most surprising things that you've learned as an MT, as a massage therapist, either about the body, yourself, people in general? What, what, has, what has struck you? Well, when I was in school, every single class I took made me more in awe of our body. It is the most intelligent machine there is on this planet. It, it is. It's more intelligent than any computer. It it's amazing what our bodies do every day to keep us alive um, and learning each individual system whether I was in anatomy or myology or neurology which is fascinating or pathology how do things this is what happens when it goes right but how do things you know what's happening when things go wrong um, it's it it just made me respect my body so much more uh, what I put into it what how I take care of it how I talk to it um, when I was running and training for marathons I literally again because of different uh, things that I've gone through in my life I literally would say you know great job heart you're doing an amazing job great job legs you're so I good I would it. think that I would tell yeah. different aspects of my body how great it was doing and that sounds so silly but but it was because I respect that, you know, our, our heart never, until we die, never, never, never starts, stops working. You get to go to sleep, it doesn't. You know, so many of the aspects of our body are working 24-7 for however many years. That's incredible. And how it all comes together to keep an individual healthy is, it's truly a miracle. And, and there are never, you know... And the other thing that I've definitely learned is that you never know it all. I think that's true in any um, 
in, in any, any area, in any career. You never know everything. But man, you, we still are finding out things about the body. Uh, and we always will. We're finding out new things all the time. And, and therefore, um, you know, whether, whether you're seeing a massage therapist or a PT or whatever, it's so important that you know that it's someone who is continuing to study, continuing to train, continuing to learn, because it's everything, it's forever changing. You know, when you hear, read a nutrition article and you're like, oh, really? Okay, well... Splenda was great last week and now it's not good. I should have stevia. And this, you know, it's like something yeah. was great and then all of a sudden, oh, wait, that's not good for me anymore. And it's confusing and you have, you know, you have to do research and, and your healthcare practitioners should be doing their research too all the time. They should be consistently studying because there is so much to learn and you're never, um, there, there's always somewhere to go. For our listeners at home, you know, I, I have a lot of singers tune in. Um, are there any vocal, I don't know, exercises or remedies or anything that, you know, you encourage people to do on their own? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of that is a speech pathologist's aspect of, I, I mean, as I do massage series. I do different workshops of self-care. Um, so I would definitely um, look on my website to kind of find out when those are coming up or look on life light, uh, sorry, look at Facebook for life light massage. And I can tell you when those workshops come up. But other than that is, I mean, it's absolutely about hydration. Hydration is systemic, which means it's going to the vital organs first. Your body does not consider your vocal cords important when it comes to survival. So in order for your vocal cords to be hydrated, you need to be hydrating four to seven days before your concert or before you're singing Um, because that's how long it'll take and and it's you know eight to ten glasses depending on how active you are more um, more water basically the idea is your pee should be pale think pee should be pale Um, so hydration is key for the vocal cords the other thing there are two other things that I, I think are really important one is steaming steaming is a way to hydrate the cords directly. And I recommend if you steam at least, steam at least for five minutes and um, breathe through your nose so that you're not actually, so that the steam, it's really hot, so you don't want it to actually burn the vocal cords. So breathe through your nose, that'll help with the heat. Um, And then the other thing that I mentioned, because people are, most people are pretty darn good at warming up but they're really not good at warming down. If you are doing an intense show of singing or speaking or you're in a, you know, you're having to yell or you're having to talk loud or whatever the case may be, you need to warm down in order for you to be in the best health. Um, it's just essential. And it's amazing to me how many people I see who do not do that in their routine. Um, and I promise you that I know you're tired after your show. I've been tired after shows too, but that is absolutely what kept me singing the next day. It, it's, it's bringing you back to a neutral place. It's bringing you back to a lower, uh, more relaxed larynx. I don't mean like low, depressed, low. I mean a relaxed position, which is where it should be for your speaking voice. Um, so it's really important to come back to that 
point of your modal voice. Those are that's, that's all really good advice. People are learning left and right on this podcast. <laughs> I'm 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 learning. That's what I hope. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, well, now comes a time where we uh, will set up the song, mm-hmm. and um, so here goes that. Um, <laughs> I asked Christine to come over and sing a song from my song cycle, Stand Alone. Uh, it's a song that's that's been around for a couple of years. Um, it's called Paisley, and it's always been sung by a guy up to this point. And I was looking at the song cycle, and you know the writers out there, you're, you're looking at your songs and your song cycle and you're, you're shuffling stuff around you're like, oh, alright, well, you know, what order can these songs go in? You know, is there a unifying theme? Hopefully yes, and <laughs> um, you know, and, and are people, you know, are your characters, or quote-unquote characters, singing enough? You know, just looking at all the boring logistics as well, and um, but it also gets, you, you also get to play the fun game of what if, and you look at the existing songs and you're like, oh, what if this went, this song went to this other character? What would that do? And that's what we're doing here today, you know. And as you know, podcast listeners will know, I'm a fan of, of gender bending my songs. <laughs> and so, um, so this was this was a fun, uh, it was a fun challenge for me to um, to put it in in a lady key and see what that did. Um, and I'm I'm thrilled with the results. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christine's terrific. <laughs> Um, the song, I mean, little boring factoid, um, it's, it's a prose piece, it doesn't rhyme, um, it's, it's very brief, uh, it was a little piece of prose that I wrote in my journal a long time ago, um, for another piece that I was developing, and when that piece went into a new direction, I still had this piece of prose, and one day I just kind of took it to a piano, and thought what thought that maybe one day I would, you know, rhyme it up and all that kind of stuff, but I liked it this way, and um, I've had it in a couple of concerts now, and people, you know, seem to respond well, and um, so that's kind of the story behind... Yeah, behind Paisley. Behind Paisley. (laughs) Uh, Remember, if you like the song and Christine's performance, and of course you will, uh, it's available for free download on my SoundCloud page, that is, until the next podcast... And if you'd like to request sheet music, you may write me at joelbnew at gmail.com for a free PDF. Uh, make sure that you're liking my fan page. Make sure you're liking Christine's fan page, which is... Lifelight Massage. And um, visit our websites. I've got three for you. joelbnew.com, lifelightmassage.com, and christinepatterson.com. That's with one T. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure that you're subscribing to this podcast, and please tell your friends... Our next episode is singer-songwriter David Allen Thornton, who's great. And uh, last but not least, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you Such a blast. Such a pleasure, as always. Um, From my apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New. This is Christine Patterson. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Thank you so much. Remember seeing you wear it before